Welcome to Box Box Box, the Aussie F1 podcast. After a cracking British Grand Prix, the boys don't hesitate to break a few eggs discussing who brought home the bacon at Silverstone. With so many talking points after the record-breaking Hamilton victory, we break it all down from all angles like a Romain Grosjean apex. So strap yourself in, fry up your favourite bangers for a full English and enjoy the ride. Welcome boys. Massive, massive Grand Prix that we've just witnessed. The British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Uh, my name's Izzy. Welcome to Box 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 of Aussie F1 podcast. Michael Nicolo, welcome. How are you today, mate? Itching to discuss it, mate. Best British Grand Prix I've seen. Very, very exciting. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Ball, welcome, my friend. Thank you very much, Izzy. Thank you very much. How are you, buddy? I'm great. And what a fantastic race that was last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watched it last night, yep. Would have been great. Um, <laughs> this- pew, pew. Why is he here? I don't know, man. I don't know why we do the show with him. Doesn't watch a race live. Community outreach. Yeah. <laughs> so full disclosure, I may have fell asleep last night before the race even it's, started. It's disgraceful. It's not even like you watched the Cricket World Cup or Wimbledon instead. We could maybe forgive. Yeah, yeah. If you're a massive tennis fan what? or... What a day of sport for Britain. Yeah. Oh, like, incredible, that man. That British Grand Prix. And they won the bloody final, World Cup. The World Cup final. Yeah. Huge. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Great weekend of sport, really, mm. all around. But let's get to back to the uh, the race at hand, guys. The British Grand Prix, Silverstone. It promises so much as a very fast-flowing circuit. I'm always excited to watch this uh, this race. It's really, really um, exciting. There's a lot of um, a lot of technical aspects of the course, but there's also a lot of really fast, awesome overtaking um, places as well. Let's uh, well, the the rundown. If we're talking about the the run race rundown in brief, um, the the winner was Lewis Hamilton. So for you Brits out there, congrats, your boy won. Um, he. Did he win it or was it handed to well, him? Well, I was about to go into Valtteri. What would you robbed. know? You didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Valtteri was robbed of Jesus. the Valtteri was robbed of the victory, uh, coming home in second Ooh, place. Really? Oh, man. Robbed? Absolutely robbed. And oh, uh, our man, Charlie I Clerk. With you there. Charlie Clerk came home in third. And, uh, that was well done by Charles. Mm-hmm. So let's kick it off. What do you guys want to talk about? We've got lots and lots of talking oh. points this week. Like, there's so many. You, you pointed, identified a few major ones that we, we there, can't There are miss. so many talking points from the race that yeah. um, we probably sh- qualifying, you know, we go with, you know, it was a Mercedes 1 2, just. Um, Charles turned it on at the end of quali, got in third. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Nothing too exciting, I don't think, but. There was so much happening in the race that, you know, let's not get bogged down in, in practice and quality with today's episode. Let, let's start with Mercedes. Yeah, Lewis won the race. Mercedes. Got kissed on the. Mercedes yeah. let them race really hard. That beginning with Mercedes was just unreal. Um, the respect and the, the space that they gave each other and how close they got. The fact that Lewis got ahead of Valtteri. So Valtteri started as the, the, um, yeah, Valtteri the pole sitter. Pole. Got away to a good start. Yeah. And Hamilton, Lewis was actually on him for the first two or three laps. And when, what did he get him on? Like lap three or something like lap that? Lap three under DRS. Yeah. And Stowe, I think he got him. And there was a few radio conversations that they broadcast saying that, you know, Lewis turned up his engine and then maybe Valtteri turned back up his engine so he could get uh, get the overtake back. But, yeah, it was it was thrilling watching that at the very start of the race. You know, it's it's awesome to see that. It was, it was great. Real hard, good racing. And Bottas, Bottas came back at him and he got the position back. Mm. It, it was great to watch. It was fantastic. Was, that's, that's how we want all Formula One races to be like. It was Melbourne Spec Valtteri once was. again. He reared his uh, his big finish head. Well, uh, look, we're talking about Mercedes. <laughs> let's get to the big talking point here that you guys are alluding to: the safety yep. car. Let's get to it. So it was lap twenty something, mid twenty, and yeah, uh, Giovinazzi mm-hmm. loses control of his Alfa Romeo, mm-hmm. beaches it in the gravel trap. It's in a bad spot. They have to get rid of the car, and 
the stewards make the decision, full safety car. No double wave yellows, no virtual safety car. Let's go to the full safety car. Now, this is we, – we actually had a Facebook um, – we, we put it out to our Facebook community. Are there any questions about this? Taylor, thanks for your question, mate. He's actually said, was the safety car required or not? Surely a virtual or just yellow flag in that sector would have sufficed. I agree. Totally agree with you, Taylor. I think the fact that that car was so deep into the gravel trap, I don't think that there was a safety issue there. No, that, but that's the thing. It was so deep in the safe, into that gravel trap. They had to bring out heavy moving equipment. The tractor. Yeah, the tractor yeah. to get it off. It's the only way they did it. Only way they could get that car out of where it was. So that automatically deems, to me, a safety car to come out. But if that's double yellows in that sector, the cars can't go fast enough or, or overtake to cause a collision. Well, no. That, see, so there, there was supposed to be double-waved yellows... In Japan, all those years ago. Yeah. Um, when um, uh, Jules Bianchi. Jules Bianchi. Uh, they, they were waving the yellows and there was a double wave yellows. That still happened. I think they do need the safety car. When there's Absolutely. heavy machinery, I think they do need it. And when I'll go one step further. I don't think they should have a virtual safety car at all. I think if you need a safety car, you bring it out and it also makes the racing more entertaining. Yes, I agree with you. Where we, we saw an amazing race. We saw the guys get bunched up back together. We saw strategy come into it, um, changing of tyres, going on to winners and tires. losers of the safety car. For us as the viewers, mm. it was amazing. Why? If, if you're a Valtteri fan, it wasn't amazing. <sighs> if you're a Hamilton fan, it was amazing. There's yeah. always going to be someone that's upset, but hey, that's there's, racing. There, there's always going to be gonna somebody out there in the F1 community that wants to kiss Lewis Hamilton on the dick. Hey, hey, you know what? Did he get kissed on the dick or was he really smart? Did he think, you know what, there's been a safety car at every British Grand Prix for the last it, six or it, seven it's years? It's playing the numbers game, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he was and he, 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 he stayed out a bit longer, man. hoped for it, it happened. Purely, purely luck. It's it, it, purely luck. It's a lot of luck, you, but you it's a little bit of a, it's a bet. You, you, you place a bet to go, I reckon there's going to be a safety car, let's roll the dice, I'm either going to win or I'm going to lose. That, that's what strategy's about. Take the gamble. And I'm glad they did it. I, I think it was fine to have the safety car, and I reckon they should just get rid of the virtual safety I, car. I hate the virtual safety car. It, it's Agreed. so dull to watch. Virtual can go. You just see the guys going around really slow, nothing happening. You don't really know why. Um, but it, but it neutralises the race. It, it, that's the idea of the virtual safety car. It neutralises the race so no one gains or loses from it, realistically speaking. But the whole point, of the like from a viewer's point of view, you hope for a safety car just to get everyone back together, to just have some, up. yeah. Unfortunately for us, probably on the day, the wrong person won that race, I think, because normally I would be happy if, if somebody, um, you know. Someone if, outside if, the, the two top yeah, cars. Yeah, I, I just think it was, you know, look, Valtteri was clearly the better driver up until, up until that point of the race. <laughs> I think Michael disagrees with you on that one. Clearly, the better drive. He, he got himself on pole position. Yes, and point oh oh six of a second or something. Whatever, man. He still he still made pole position. Like if if Lewis was faster, he'd be on pole position. So he got there. He managed to um, not only once he was overtaken by Lewis, retake that position. C- command his superiority over Lewis for the weekend. He didn't give up. He didn't give up, and and he's. The unluckiest dude, man. I just, I just think it's bullshit. To be honest, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off about it. Do you know what? What was it? Bottas pitted with a handful of laps left, put on fresh tires. Yep. Set the fastest lap, and then Lewis, they told Lewis to do the same. Mm. Lewis wouldn't do it. Dis- disobeyed the it. team. Didn't want to risk it. Yep. With those hard compound tires that had done, what was it? Thirty laps. Yep. He goes and sets the fastest lap of the race on the last lap. He does. He is. I'm not doubting the skill of the dude. The guy. That's the Hamilton I, effect. I, I think no matter safety car, no safety car, whatever it is, I think he would have had the measure of Bottas. British Grand Prix, the crowd behind him, and frankly, he's a better driver than Bottas. And then it, he, it pains me to say, I don't actually <laughs> like him, but he is that damn good. Well, we'll never know now because. What happened was the safety car came out. And, and it, made it, and wasn't it a great race because of it? Yeah, it was. Um, who else do you think lost out 
from the safety car. Initially, Leclerc lost, I think, two or three positions. Yes. And they pitted him late well, as well. Lewis, yeah. Lewis and Sebastian were the big winners with it. Yeah. They yep. got in and got their hard ties on. And, and Lewis, off they I went. think, got two. I think he got two positions that he gained, I think. I don't, I don't understand why they didn't pit Bottas again then. Yeah. And get some, like, the hard ties on and he yeah. would have been right behind Lewis. Well, they, maybe they wanted to, you know, go for possibly the two-stopper, which they ended up doing anyway. Split strategies. Yeah. yeah. But cars. at that point, I think they should have just thought, hmm. Let's do what Lewis is doing. Yeah. And then Both they could have switched. The same. Yeah. They could have switched. Or he would have been right behind Lewis and, mm. you know, he would have had a, a better chance. I think they probably made a bit of a mistake there. Ferrari made a mistake keeping the cloak out longer and then he ended up behind the Red Bulls. Um, mm. I think they got it a bit wrong there. Oh, they absolutely got it wrong with the, the pit stop for Leclerc and the under safety. But, hey, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It is. But he still came third, so... Now, moving on to something that could have well been a safety car, guys. Um, You you can probably pick what I'm going to... A safety car? What could have been a safety car. Yeah. Later in the race, there was an accident. Oh, yeah. That that very easily could have been a safety car. And luckily for both drivers, it wasn't. Both drivers still finished the race. That was remarkable. Yeah, mm. you, you guys that Red there. Bull went airborne when when Vettel went right up mm. his ass. Yeah, <laughs> it was sensational to watch. Great um, battle between those Red, two. Initially Red Bull, as well. he gave the Red Bull wings. <laughs> uh, he took off and came th- uh, came down with a thud. But boy, it was uh, it was great to watch. I can't believe the cars kept going after that sort of collision. Uh, and and it, it stuff didn't go flying all over the track. It was amazing. There wasn't a lot of damage on either cars. Um, no. The front wing of Seb's car had a few tyre marks on it and it might have had a little bit of damage, but there was no perceptible damage just from watching it on the TV. There wasn't carbon fly, no. carbon fibre flying all it's over surprising. the place. Like Normally, the, yeah. you whack those wings. I mean, you look at oh. uh, Ricardo and Verstappen in Azerbaijan. They, used it, they just disintegrated back and then, and but the, now they're they, they were repairing Max's wing on the grid before the race because someone had damaged yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, well, Max was complaining afterwards that he he felt that there was something wrong with the car. The team was saying to him, "Maxi boy, you're all good. All the telemetry and data is telling us that you're all sweet. There's nothing wrong with your suspension. Nothing wrong with your exhaust. Obviously, might might have might have tweaked his diffuser at the back or something like that, and sort of given him a little bit of instability, but." Um, yeah, he ended up doing quite well in the race. So um, where did he end up finishing? I think it was it fourth that, that Max finished? No, fifth. Fifth. He finished fifth. So um, he ended up behind his teammate Gasly. So actually, let's have, a, let's have a quick chat about <laughs> that because um, are we done with the, the seven and um, Verstappen incident? Or Oh, we... look, it was Vettel's fault. Yep. And I think he admitted to it, he came up yeah, to the staff at the end and poked, poked his head in and sort of said sorry and you saw him do the post-race interview and he said, oh, it's my fault. You know, I thought there was a gap there and something disappeared on me. Before we move away from Are you going to talk about Baku? Uh, draw, draw that. Oh, well, no, you please. Well, it, it, I just found it interesting, guys, that, you know, Baku 2018 or 17? 17. 17. Baku 2017, you had a very similar incident with Red Bull, with the two Red Bulls, Daniel Ricciardo and, and Max. Once again, though, the the thing maybe I'm I'm just you know playing the devil's advocate or or, or the conspiracy theorist out out here, but the fact that Max was once again the fir- the front the driver in front in that exact type of collision again, is there something that he's doing in the braking zone that he's not supposed to be doing? Moving across to cover uh, a driver. Azubanjan, I think he clearly did do that. Yep. I don't think I saw it in the British Grand Prix. Not to that extent anyway. Not as clearly. He might be a bit more subtle about it now mm. since he's probably got a bit of a slap on the wrist for it. Like, is he, is he when he realises that there is a driver behind him, is he braking a little bit earlier than he should be? Because surely Vettel is not going to... F up that breaking point, or is it the fact that he's simply in the in the dirty air and it's it's something that can't be avoided? I love a good conspiracy theory, but I think it's just coincidence. You reckon it's just the dirty air and and Vettel lost control because of the um, where he was placed? 
Okay. The amount of I think Seb was trying to get, you know, hoping a gap was going to open up on that inside. It didn't really. Um, he realised he had to get out of there and locked it up. And you know, when you're behind another car, that uh, the the airflow is not quite the same. And you just, just don't have that front down force to hold you, you yeah. to the ground, and it brakes lock up easier. Cool. All right. Well, but while while we're talking about Max, yeah. Should Max have even been at that spot on the track at that point in time? Can you, can, what are you alluding to, mate? Well, a couple of people have written to us and I got well, to as agree. As in Richard Thomas's question in yes. regards to... Um, was, was Max unsafe? Was it an unsafe release uh, into the path of Charles uh, under the safety car there? My answer, no. Why? No, because... There was enough of a gap for the car to actually uh, not not directly crash into the side of the other car. Mm-hmm. They, I think, yeah. I, I, looking I, at it I, with with the naked eye, it looked fine to me. What about the pit crew in front of Red Bull? Mm-hmm. How McLaren had to suck their guts up to yeah. not to get taken. Well, the, the, I think the, the rules are slightly different. Is it, is it not? Has he not put those guys at risk? I Funnily think- enough, there my my brother-in-law I was watching this race with um, said, "Don't you think those McLaren guys' uh, butts would have been puckering, <laughs> quivering?" I, I, I get that they're saying well, it wasn't unsafe release into the path of Charles, but the Ferrari had been released. Did they put the McLaren guys at risk? I think, but I think the Formula One. I look at it from V8 supercars where I came from, and you used to have to be able to get in front clearly to not to be an unsafe release. Formula One, you regularly see them go side by side down pit lane. I think that's unsafe personally, but it's not an unsafe release in their rule book. So, get a few races in supercars, have you? I used to pit crew for them. So that's uh, <laughs> that's for another that's for another day, guys. So let's. Just unpack this a little bit more. So it's not unsafe so long as it doesn't cause a collision. That's what the rule book, I think, says. But what Michael's saying, and I can see where I actually agree with you a a little, Mikey, you know, if they put any of the pit crew or any of the staff surrounding the, the cars, like whether anyone in pit lane at risk, have they... Is that an unsafe release, and, and should they be penalised for it? Maybe, maybe you're right. I, I, looking at it from as as a pit crew perspective, yes, I would consider it an unsafe release because I uh, being in pit lane, it, it's very scary when you have a car come flying past you at that sort of speed. You know, I'm as pro Ferrari as I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Agree with Izzy. I'm yep. glad they didn't penalise that. Yep. I'd hate to see that removed from F1. That racing in the pit lane and trying to get your guy out first and, um, you know, changing track position with pit stops. There's a I very think, fine line on that, though. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to lose that. It, otherwise, all that happens then is the guy who's coming down pit lane, so the guy who's got the, mm. the first pit stop box, um, they're the ones that are always going to win out. Yeah, yeah. I look. I, They're I effectively almost going to give you right away. It, it was a bit scary to see, but I don't think there's anyone. I mean, there's a couple of guys that would have been a bit nervous and you know had to change their undies afterwards. But I don't think it was actually completely unsafe. Right, yeah, guys. That's... One, one more Verstappen thing. Okay, cool. one more. So we, we, we just knock that um, unsafe release on the head. Yeah. Yep. He raced the, him and Leclerc. Wow, it was brilliant. All right, let's say that first. Wow, breathtaking, breathtaking, great racing. Yeah, um, Leclerc, you know, elbows out, really giving it to to Verstappen. It was great you're to gonna watch. You're going to do, gonna do, do this to me in Austria. I'm going to do it to you now. Yeah, yep. I think there was a little bit of that tip for tap. Yeah, uh, I think Leclerc got a, you know, he he did really well, and Verstappen got a bit of his own medicine. But there was one uh, incident. Uh, it would have been, ooh, I want to say lap th- before lap 40, it would mm-hmm, have been. Mm-hmm. Um, Leclerc and Verstappen were going at it. They sort of 
come together a little bit. Yeah. Verstappen goes off the track. Yeah. It was one it was a part of the track that didn't have this is grass a, or, yep. or the gravel trap. Mm-hmm. So he got a good run and so, cut so back just, in front of Leclerc. Yeah, so Leclerc has pushed Verstappen. They've come around the corner. There's a right-hander. There's a right-hander yep. and, and Leclerc has pushed Verstappen onto the left-hand outer, yep. outter part of the track. Yep. He's then continued on. Got a bit of a run on Leclerc and, yep. and gone in and front maintain, of him and maintained, maintained that position. position. And he's had all four wheels off the track. Yeah. Correct. Interesting. I don't understand how he got away with that. I don't understand how the, the stewards didn't look at it. Yep. To me, that was like, nah, that's that's rubbish. I, I see this time and time again with racing. They'll have this period where the, the stewards will jump in and penalise drivers for every single thing that they do. Everyone kicks up a fuss, carries on saying, that's not fair, that's not racing. Then all of a sudden, the next race, someone does something like this well, and it gets overlooked. What was the one last week where we were bloody... No, you, it was, it was you, Leclerc and Verstappen again. Hammering your fist down, man. It was the same, yeah, same... Verstappen uh, pushed Leclerc off the track. Yeah, didn't yeah, give, yeah. Didn't give him enough room. Yeah. Well, and the stewards said that that's apparently okay. And okay, that's what Leclerc and this, did back and to him today. this situation, exact reverse situation... Um, Has he gone off the track and gained an advantage? Yes, he's well, he's gone off the track, and you know he didn't have to contend with those curbs there. He wasn't pushed off the track. You know the high curbs and the car went slower. And I totally whatnot. agree with you, Mikey. It's, it's, he, he, he what got I'm a, saying he, is he was able to. It's just definitely inconsistency with the way that this season yeah, is being um, definitely. Uh, what's uh, what's the word? The guys in the in the box. Stewards. Yeah, the stewards. Stewards. The way the guys, the, the stewards are, yeah. are officiating the races. Um, nice to see, however, um, when you're talking about the officiating, uh, Charlie Whiting's son um, dropped the flag at the at the start start of the race. I don't know if you missed that or saw that. I didn't see that, actually. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah it was a nice, no, nice touch. Yeah, dropped the flag. Well, sorry, sorry, didn't drop the flag, started the started start the cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to put this in comparison... Danny Rick got the penalty um, two races ago back mm-hmm. in um, oh for, for nothing in near that for and nothing it, near it, what he, he's gone off the track to overtake uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Yep, they said you know all four wheels have left the track and you know he's gained an advantage and gone around him. Um, how's this different? It's not different. But the stewards, as I said to you, I think people kick up a fuss and. People don't want the stewards to dictate the results of a race. So all of a sudden the stewards stop. They just ignore the subtle little ones like that. Well, we need consistency. Absolutely we need consistency, but we've got to make sure what our decision is on that consistency. Because right now what they're saying is that's okay, and then someone's going to do it the next race, and they're going to say, actually, no, you can't have it that way. And, and then we're all going to jump up in arms and say, well, hang on. Why is Max getting away with that? Why does Lewis get away with that? Why are they the ones that get the benefit of the doubt? You also remember Max is a bit of a golden child. Oh, it's rubbish. Well. A bit like Lewis. Golden child. <laughs> Speaking of golden children, we have uh, the black and gold of the Haas racing team. What a shocker, boys. What a shocker. Where is this team? Are they going to be able to pull themselves out of this shit heap? That they are in at the minute. They they have two drivers who don't want to race anybody other than each other. <laughs> all right, they have crashed into each other. I think I count three times this this season. Might or, even be or, more. Or crash into pit lane, or crash yep. on the warm up lap. Whatever the hell they do, and and now that there there's some sponsorship debacle, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, where they might not. Even be able to like the, the the energy drink sponsor, Rich Energy, apparently doesn't want to have a bar of their um, their sponsorship deal. I don't know if this is true or not because there's been differing tweets from maybe fake Twitter accounts of Rich Energy or, or whatever. So but it's coming from both sides, I think, and one it, of the CEOs or that head team is just to our American listeners out there. I would love if you could get onto our Facebook page, Box Aussie F1, and let us know what you think about the Haas F1 team, because if I was a, a, an American Formula One supporter supporting the Haas F1 team, man, I would be hanging like my head, like I would, my shoulders would be sunk. I would be like, what the hell, hell am I, um, what am I watching? Because it's it's just terrible, and especially for a team with such a, a rich pedigree, 
pardon the pun, um, but a rich pedigree in in uh, American motorsport. It's just uh, it's really really sad. My rant is over. What do you boys think about that? Michael, you go. I got nothing. Have I said it all? You've said it all. You've unleashed the beast. I love that they're allowed to race each other. I really do love that. Yep. Um, And creates a bit of fun for the spectator. They create a bit of fun, and um, I feel sorry for them. They're certainly not getting the results that they had been getting in the last year or two. They put in some really good performances, whether it be qualifying or in the race. And this year, it just hasn't come together for them. I don't know why. Um, I'm sure they'll bounce back. You're right. They're, they're a rich pedigree. Uh, I think they're a pretty good team. Maybe a change to the driver lineup might help. They definitely need to get rid of Grosjean. Sorry, Romain. Like, get just... rid of Magnussen too? Or? Oh, man. No, yeah. K-Mag, I reckon he's oh, a good driver. He's got a bit of anger about him, and I reckon he's a fun he's, driver. He's like... Grosjean gets head fucked, yeah. I think. Well, where are they in the standings? How does Grosjean stack up against Magnussen? Not uh, well. Let's have a look quick. We're, we're, here, you know, we're pretty much halfway through the season. Um, be able to tell you. So uh, between those two, K-Mag is on 14 points and Grosjean is on two points. So Okay. Well, uh, yeah, K-Mag's K- your, your main guy then. Yeah, oh, clearly. Yeah. But I still don't even think K-Mag's that great a driver. I think that they surely there's better driving talent within the whole mm. continent of the of, well, of the northern. Yeah, I was Northern just about America. to say, get, why would you not have a, an American? in Get there? a bloody American driver in there! Like, there's plenty of money over there, guys. Like, someone over there. They do struggle though in F1. The Americans doesn't matter. Like, yeah, because there's corners and stuff, and Americans yeah. don't do well with corners. <laughs> So I apologise to our American listeners. They do have Watkins Glen. But, um, yeah, just oh, the team is a shambles. And, and poor old Gunther Steiner and, and Gene Haas, they must be like scratching their I would their love head. to have heard what Gunther would have said when he watched that. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to watch uh, next season's Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be amazing. The, uh, the swear words and the insults, they'll be flying thick. They will be. Now, anything else we want to discuss um, before we move on, guys, to um, group penalties and uh, shoeies, I think there was actually one other question on our Facebook page. Right While out. you're looking up that question, I'm going to throw something out there. Two throw things. It out. Throw it out, Mikey. Um, McLaren seem to be doing really well. They're still doing really well. They seem to be um, the oh, best of the actually, rest. Actually, we just had another question thrown That is it. the question. Is it? Discussion topic. How slow is a Renault or is the McLaren just slightly faster? The McLaren's a lot faster. So this is from Braden. Even though Daniel had DRS on signs during the last 10 laps, he couldn't overtake. Not the best considering they are, on, they are using the same engine. McLaren have got that car working really well. So they, they obviously got the right setup, right chassis, right downforce. It all seems to work really well. There's something fundamentally wrong with the Renault. Yes, it's the same motor, but it's not just the motor. It's not it's just the chassis and the arrow yeah. and all the rest of it. So it all got to, it's all got to work together. I mean, that's Ferrari's problem. They've got the fastest motor, but the other parts of the car are letting them down. So it's the same same story with Renault. But I don't think the Renault's McLaren, that far behind. Not that far. Daniel, I think Daniel's probably driving the wheels off that car at the moment. He He's racing really well and adapting and, and doing whatever he can. And I hope he's having fun. He, as a viewer, it's nice to watch him mm. and he's always entertaining. And that uh, battle between him and Norris at um, Silverstone was was really good fun to watch to start off with. Absolutely, I, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I, I thought um, I thought that was an incredible battle from both of those guys early in the race. Um, you know, sort of going going um, going at it. Uh, I also thought that um, uh, not lost it. Can't remember. And Alvin had a go at Ricardo as well. That's, that's it. One yes. thing I've noticed with these the, the new younger drivers that we've got, we've got with Leclerc and Norris and Alvin. Uh, Don't and say Jeevan George Ashing. Russell. And George Russell had his best result though. Oh, but no, hang on. on. These these guys are, are getting in there. Their first season in in Formula One, and they're mixing it up against Hamilton, Vettel, Ricardo, Verstappen, guys that are you know been in the game for a while, and and they're challenging them. The, and it's good to see they're not scared to have a bit of a dip on them. The culture has changed, I think, 
from a driving perspective where these guys are coming into Formula One younger and they're not as, uh, they, they don't, they don't see the established guys with as much, um, respect. Uh, yeah. Fear. Yeah. They, they don't have the same, they're not intimidated. That's the word. Great, great, um, great word. They're not as intimidated and they. So you're are, saying the young ones don't have any respect? No, I'm not no, saying that. They, no, no, they, they have respect because they, they don't <laughs> bang them off. Well, except for Verstappen, they typically don't bang them off the track. You, know, you watch Leclerc against all these you know, Vettel and Hamilton and Bottas, and he's driving respectfully. They're giving each other room and racing and racing hard. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great to see. Yeah. In, the next generation is, is really, really exciting. You know, um, Alvin had a go at Ricardo and again, respectful. Norris and Ricardo was a fantastic battle. They gave each other room. They, it was the same as like watching Bottas and, and Hamilton race against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, on Daniel and Max, actually, just that. Did you oh, guys? Oh yes, I know yeah, where you're going yeah. with this. Did you see like there's a, an that interview with Natalie so Natalie awkward. Pinkham? Yeah. <laughs> so Natalie Pinkham was interviewing Verstappen, and uh, Ricardo sort of jolts, uh, jaunts up behind uh, Verstappen, and uh, what do, what do they say to each other? There's something about whether whether like Max is. Um, Still friends with Daniel because Daniel's at another team now, and Daniel, yeah, yeah Daniel said I never liked the guy. Liked the guy. <laughs> and then Max is like, oh, well, I was going to say I like him, but now that he, he said that, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it went on for a bit after that. So if you haven't had a chance did, to check that out, did you see after Verstappen walked away? No, no. What happened after? So that? after he walks away, Danny Rick just pulls his face. Yeah, and then he goes. I don't know what happened there. We haven't spoken in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Unreal. Hey, um, I want to bring something up that before, you... Before we move on, just okay. one thing. I was saying McLaren really are the best of the rest. They certainly are. There really is a top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wrong at the beginning of the season. I thought Red Bull wouldn't be up there with the, with the top guys. Now it's probably a case of... You know, Red Bull almost, you know, are they better than Ferrari now? Potentially, yeah. And that's leading into the, last the second few, half of the season yeah, now. Halfway What's through the season, there? we're looking at it and it's like, well, you know what? Red Bull, they're, they're genuine and they're there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked Ferrari off their perch and um, came in second. I mean, Mercedes are well ahead of everyone. But uh, particularly, you know, we saw Silverstone. The, the Red Bull and the Ferrari, they seem to be very close. There doesn't seem to be a lot separating them. Yep. You get any heated tracks as well. The Red Bull does okay at those hot tracks, so perhaps we might get that. It would be interesting to see Germany. It's Germany, hot, summer, Monza. But also some of these longer straights. Hungary, so. usually quite hot there before the summer break. I think Red Bull will do very well in Hungary. Mm. That track's made for them. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Sorry, Richard Thomas also just put up. Uh, how good was it when Vettel punted Verstappen off the track? We oh. already covered that, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bit of payback from other times that Verstappen oh, oh, to Vettel. What a teammate Seb is. <laughs> he is a team player. You know, that's his team. He's seen his teammate, you know, be hurt by, <laughs> by Verstappen in the previous race. race and you know bang. I'm going to bang you in the ass yeah. and teach you a lesson. Well done, Seb. Well done. Bit of late mail, guys. Um, Josh has popped in on our Facebook page. Thanks, Josh. Is Hamilton the greatest of all time? Are we seeing a Jordan slash LeBron scenario? So he's drawing um, drawing a comparison to LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Uh, I, I reckon he will be. I reckon he'll beat Schumacher in in all of the the records. Uh, admittedly, they've got probably more races to do it, and he probably had more seasons than Schumacher did to be able to achieve it. He started racing younger than Michael Correct. as well. Correct, yeah. And he, he, oh, had more help from the FIA as well. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Conspiracy theories, here we go. Yeah, see, the sad thing is... He, he probably will go down. He, he, is, he is one of the greatest. And he will be one of the greatest, I think. Whether he is the greatest, whether well, he's deserving of it, is another Ooh, story. Deserving. Really? 
He course he is. Have you not, the guy have you not the, seen the, the guy on the racetrack? Are we talking about the same Lewis Hamilton? I mean, I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan. I don't particularly like the bloke. I think he's a bit of a dick. But he is a phenomenal driver, and you can't argue that. I, uh, just, I just think he's a smug dude that absolutely oozes arrogance. Hang maybe, on. Maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. Hang on. When you're best in the world... You can be fucking arrogant as you like, quite frankly. I don't know, man. But I, hey, I, have you seen you know the video what? of him you know dancing what? with his... Uh, it must be his niece or something. Yeah. They're, I don't know, dancing to Wiggles or, or something like that. And it shows a bit of humility from him as well. Look, I have heard podcasts on um, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, the the main Formula One podcast. What's the other one? Um, oh. Anyway, we're not going to mention our This is the only one I listen to. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know what Tom you're talking Clarkson's, about. Tom uh, Clarkson's terrible podcast um, <laughs> that um, Lewis was a um, a guest on, and look, that did make me think that he has some humility. But at the same time, I keep on seeing these behaviours at, at the at the racetrack where it's counterintuitive for for me to think that he's being humble. Um, and look, maybe he doesn't have to be. He's like you guys have said. He is the the, the world, multiple five time world champion, six time winner of the British Grand Prix. He gets the fastest lap of the race on 30, 30 lap old tires. Maybe I'm just being bloody hard on the dude. So yeah, you know what? I don't know why we always have to compare. I don't know why we need. You know, well, you, why has everyone got to argue Jordan or LeBron? You know, same with, you know, soccer. Everyone's always, you know, Maradona and Messi and Ronaldo. Why can't we just be like, you know what? They're all We're great. in the presence of someone really special. Um, but, but they're the benchmark. And enjoy it. So you sit there and you look at Schumacher and you go, man, he's the benchmark. He is the best driver ever. You know, Prost was before him, Senna, you know, at the same time. I think Hamilton is the best of our, that era, of this era, which is the what we're currently going through. Of the, what I consider sort of the modern era. Schumacher was certainly one of the best as well, or is currently the best. Hamilton's going to beat him, though. Now, there's one, thing, beat him. there's one thing that I, I mean, get a little bit disappointed said. with about Formula One, and that is the, the clear... Um, this, is, this goes back to an argument we had earlier in the season, guys... There's a clear disadvantage between teams and you never get a true 100%, 100%, um, um, level uh, understanding of which driver is the best with equal machinery. There was an amazing, though there is currently an amazing documentary on um, Fox at the minute if... um, if you're overseas, I don't know if you can get this or not, but it's um, the world's fastest gamer, eSports. I think that at one point during a season, all of Formula One, Formula One drivers, geez, I can't even speak, all the Formula One drivers should have equal machinery with this. Now that they can they can actually do it with this, this eSports phenomenon, chuck them in. To the, the simulator, hash it out. I want to see who can do the fastest lap time. This will show so you're once and for all who the hell is the fastest driver, fastest Formula One driver in the world. So you reckon we should? But put, it's a simulator, not the real. Deal. Doesn't matter, man. Like I want to see. Well, you should all put them on, on F1 2019 in a simulator. Yeah, I want to see it, man. Like, but that, hang on, each driver. Likes a car to handle differently. They like to do, you know, the front end to grip differently, the back end to be a bit slippery. You know, Doesn't the way mate, that shouldn't make any difference. It like, does. They, they, all, they all have different styles. But you're yes. given the same equipment. But you can't compare, compare Hamilton's driving style to Verstappen's driving style. They're very, very different drivers. They're both very quick drivers and they suit particular cars. But what I'm saying, man, is if you have the same equipment, give the guys a week to practice. They should be able to do whatever the hell they can adapt. to change their styles, adapt, and I, I, I think it would be incredible. It would be fun to watch. It would be amazing. They should Netflix get onto that, put that into your drive well, to mate, survive. There's plenty of other motorsports you can go watch where the cars are the same. But 
what I'm saying, man, is like there's going to be this this never ending argument about who is the best driver, whether a certain driver is better than another, and you're never going to know that unless you have them in equal machinery. Like just, I'm just talking about once. That's why they have the race season. of champions, though. Just, just have it once during the season. And all of the race of champions. But what is does great. that? What does that honestly prove? It proves who's the fastest man, and, that, and then, but that 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 changes as well. Nico Rosberg beat Lewis Hamilton in, in the same car, sixteen, same equipment. Yep, yep. Is he better than Lewis for that season? He was At that point in time. Yeah. But you're saying we need to do this to settle who's fastest. Just all do that, it once a year. All that's, that's all I'm saying. All man. that just says is one, who was fastest on just, the day. Just do it once a year. But or maybe do it twice a year. I don't know if you don't <laughs> want to do it. I just want to know who's fastest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> I think that's it. We can argue about that for hours, I think. We can. And not <laughs> actually get any result, I think. <laughs> Thanks for letting me entertain that thought, guys. Now... Let's move on to our shoeys and grid penalties, guys. It was a massive race for this, and I'm sure we're all going to have some um, correlation here. Who would like to go first? I'm getting the look, so I'm going to get. I'm going to start with my shoey. Go for it, Giovinacci. Wow, we gave Hamilton the race. <laughs> I but see where he's coming from. Spearing off the track, beaching his car. Let's give Hamilton the race. Bring out the safety car. I fuck everybody over. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. And it wasn't like he he got punted or it was his mistake, solely his mistake. He spun on his own. Also gets it for that. Cool. Well, my grid penalty goes to Seb Vettel. Taking out um, Verstappen, I just But think- that was him playing as a team team player. <laughs> Man, yeah. Like if I thought about it as laterally as you did, maybe I would have picked um pit of picked uh, Giovinazzi, but I'm just picking Vettel cuz you know, I think that's a a bit of a mistake that he shouldn't have made. Simple. I had considered Giovinazzi. Mhm. I also for a moment thought does Seb deserve it? Then I thought no, nah, he should get the medal. He did what we all wanted to do to Max. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it to Grosjean. Ooh. Wow. Is that for the um, yeah. practice session? I find me up the ball. Everything. <laughs> just, just for being, just a, for being a human crash being. Crash Sean. <laughs> the, the new Maldonado. He, he should totally change the, the spelling of Grosjean to C-R-A-S-H-J-E-A-N. Crash Sean. No, I'm, I'm giving it to him. And my shoey. Uh, my my best driver, Charles. He was sensational. Yeah, he was really racy. He was really professional about everything. Um, you know, there are a lot of guys who probably would have handled that race differently. Um, you know, think back to uh, Japan. Was it nineteen ninety one, where Anton Senna's <laughs> driven Prost off the track? They've collided. Even you know, take Schumacher; he's done that to people as well. Yeah. Some really great guys have done some stupid things. He could have. Yeah, but they would. He, he would have been very easy for him to do something stupid against Max, but he was fair. I think that's a, a really good penalty. Uh, uh, sorry, good good um, Shuey. I've always said that Leclerc's got a, a, a level head. Mm. He, he's a smart driver. He he plays the race that's in front of him, and I really like the guy. I've still got my bet going, and I'm only three points away from being in front of Vettel, so. Who'd you be for your shoey? My shoey is um, Bottas. Yep. For taking against Hamilton. Like, in those, those first few laps, really challenged him, did, gave him no quarter, really pushed well. So I think, you know, Valtteri.02 is, is still there, and I think he can still win some more races. I'd like to see some more wins from him, though. Well, I, I actually think Vettel was. Robbed of uh, sorry, Valtteri was robbed of victory, um, as I alluded to at the start of the the show, guys. And I'm giving Valtteri my Shuey Award as well. Really? Yeah, man. Like basically for the same reason that Daniel said. Like I honestly think if that safety car did not come out, I think Valtteri was going to fly away with that race. 
he he was a victim of not only the the safety car, um, but he was a victim of of poor strategy from the team as well. So um, I've got to give him some sort of compensation Mark, for that. Michael, you've suddenly turned into a Hamilton fan. I so you, you you just turned turned on Vettel and you've gone to Hamilton. To Hamilton. I'm a realist, mate. Um, I, I I think Lewis was always going to win that race. I think he would have found he would have found a way to get Bottas. We'll never know. But no, you're right. We won't. But guys, um, yeah, it's fun talking about it. It is. It certainly is. We've, we've uh, had a good. It's easy to talk about it when you've seen the race. Yeah, yeah. Guys, the next race. What's what's going on here? Nothing. He's having to dig at me again. Okay. The next race, guys. The Hockenheim Ring in Germany. Last year, the winner was um, Lewis. What do you think, guys? What are your predictions? Lewis. Leclerc's got to win a race. Come on, please. Give me a win. Just one. That's all I ask. Be interesting to see what the temp is supposed to be there. Um, if he wins, actually, time. you know what? Verstappen. Nah. Verstappen, hey? Yeah. Let, let if Ferrari win a race, Germany is certainly one that they could win. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of long straights, but. And it could be like that's the sort of place where it could be either really, really, really hot, or it could be could be a cooler day as well. Mm. So. I'm going to predict um, Charlie, Charlie Clerk. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to my regional park. I'm going to back you up on that one. I'm going yeah, to go for Charlie. I'm gone. I think Lewis will win. Yeah, yeah. That car is too good. He's too good. It's in Germany, the home of uh, Mercedes Benz. Yes. Mm. Guys, just want to bring something up now. Um, uh, unless you have you got anything else to say about Germany? Because I, I want to talk about something. No, that's it, just, mate. That's just it. one more thing that I think we should talk about this week. Um, Mike, you, you brought to our attention that there has been discussion throughout the week um, for refueling to come back in. What do you think? There has been some discussion. Jean Todd. Or was it you that brought it up, Daniel? Well, no, we quite often bring it up during the podcast. I've, I've, I've maintained for a long time part of fixing Formula One is bringing refueling in. Mm. Yeah, John Todd of the FIA. I, I think was if they do that, that I yeah. think that would be sensational. That should be uh, front and centre of their changes for 2021. So one of the exciting things about refueling, and thank you to Sam, my brother-in-law, for bringing this up last night, was that we used to love watching Quali on a Saturday evening and the next morning, like you were scratching your head because you didn't know the fuel loads oh, yeah. on that Saturday night. But then when they published the fuel loads the next morning, you're like, ah, that's why so-and-so was quicker. You know, like, you know. Were they running light? Were, were they, they running, running heavy? You're starting the car with that. And then the strategy that that brings into the race scenario is incredible because you're like, okay, so – you know, if you if you've got a heavy fuel load, are you going to continue until your car's dry? Are you going to bring it in a bit early? Are you going to, what what tires are you going to go on? Yeah, it, it's totally going to it, it changes mm. the whole strategy. It and it takes away the you know this race every single race we have now. You sort of know they're going to come in at this lap. You know they've got sort of three options. They come in at this lap, change to this tire, and go on to the end of the race, or do a two stopper. Or whatever they do, but if you have a fuel stop in there mixed in as well, don't quite know because they can run really light. I move you, up the grid. What what they would have to do? It would need to stay as it is now. Q two. went the fastest time you see in Q two. Those tires, yep. whatever fuel load you're on when you come back into your garage yep. after being out on that hot lap in Q two. No Q three. No. Because then you're going to ruin Q3 because then you're going to have people uh, that yeah, are yeah, like, okay. yep. oh, you know what, let's just let's fuel the car and don't don't matter where we qualify. We want to see Q3, everyone going out. all out, flat out, shoot out, yep. bang. Yep. And that's why the tyres in Q3 aren't used at the start of the race. So let's keep it. You're going to bring in contenders that might not have necessarily had a shot in Q3 you're going to bring them into contention in the race. 
Let's yeah. Let's do anyone who's in Q two who can run a light fuel load. Yep. Might get into then Q Q three. Uh huh. That's actually it. Mi- really mixes up the grid. Yeah. 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 But you got to be one. You want to mix but then up grid. You, you got to be careful as well. If you're one of these Ferrari or Red Bulls who usually come, you know, three, four, five, six or something like that, how much fuel do we put in? We want a longer first stint, but we've got to be careful because the guys behind us, might. they might send one or two of our cars yep. out of qualifying. Yeah. And then we're starting 11th or 12th. Yeah. Oh. So I think, I, think, I think it really spices that spices it up. I've given a lot of thought to this. Michael, can you get a job in the FIA and yeah. get some rules changed? If you're place? listening, John, call me on my mobile. His <laughs> number is... Zero four one two three four five six seven eight. <laughs> well, guys, uh, that brings us to the the end of a, of a really exciting race uh, show recap. Um, I'm going to say thank you to everybody out there for listening. Please, thanks for all the comments. Yeah, it was great. Incredible the, amount yeah, of good questions out there. Yeah, thanks, guys. That's um, yeah, we we really appreciate it. Uh, to anybody out there who hasn't checked out our Facebook page, come and check it out. Um, leave us, leave us a, drop us a line there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we really appreciate your support, guys. Uh, if you have any future topics that you'd like us to discuss in in detail, um, or if you, we're actually planning after the summer break on having a um, a special um, episode. We'd like some ideas on what we can uh, do for that special episode if you've got something you'd like us to go into detail with that'd be amazing but on behalf of the team it's uh, it's me Izzy signing off and I'll leave that up to you guys to to sign off however you like we'll see you all not see you but we'll talk to you all in <laughs> two weeks after Germany we'll just talk to you and you can argue about it in your car and not be able to reply back to us to a Facebook page <laughs> again. thanks for listening Modern interaction. Yeah.